Welcome back to Chi Chi's Mental Health Service, and I'm your host, Chi Chi. Today's podcast is going to be about parents. Do you have a good or bad relationship with your parents, and how does that affect your life? I personally have a bad relationship with both my mom and dad, and it affects my life pretty bad. Um, it kind of makes me depressed sometimes because I know I can't just call them and ask them questions. A normal 24-year-old would ask their parents, Hey dad, my car is making a noise. Is that normal? Hey mom, am I cooking this right? Hey mom, what's the recipe to grandpa's corn chowder? Hey mom, if I add this to my white loads, will this affect it? You know, just normal, stupid, silly, everyday life questions. I mean, I have an aunt who I'm pretty close with, but if you're listening to this, I'm sorry to say this, but it's hard to, it's hard asking someone who's not your parent, you know, because you just crave that parent-child connection, and I don't have that, and I haven't had that for a long time, so you'd think that I would get over it or get used to it, but as I'm getting older, going through things in life, I kind of crave that. I recently got married. Um, I married my high school sweetheart uh, on August 30th, and we didn't really have a big wedding. Uh, we actually got married at City Hall, and it was actually quite beautiful, and, uh, it was perfect. Um, you know, we'll eventually renew our vows, and we'll have a bigger wedding, but it was perfect. Um, especially, you know, in my circumstances. Um, I didn't have a dad to walk me down the aisle. I didn't have a dad for daddy-daughter dance and I didn't have a mom bawling in the corner because she saw me in my beautiful big white dress so since I didn't have any of those or would have any of those I decided to just get married at City Hall and the only thing I needed was the person I was gonna get married to now that I'm married you know the next step is Hopefully and eventually we'll have kids and that's another big thing that my parents are gonna miss out on They won't be grandparents. I mean technically they will but they won't be grandparents to my kids my kids will never grow up knowing them and That kind of hurts especially with the families I see so close today um, My foster parents for example they were extremely close with one another. Uh, their kids were super close with their grandparents, and I wish I had that for my kids. And I didn't have that growing up, so that was another huge wish for my kids, was to have something that I didn't have growing up. Um, I'm not pregnant, nor are we trying anytime soon, but... These are still thoughts that come up, you know, 
and I just know that things between my parents and I will never get better, so this thought of them not being a part of my kid's life will always be with me. Now, I'm not trying to sound negative or depressed, you know, depressive or anything, but it's just how it is. It's life, and I'm okay with knowing what's not going to happen, and I'm not going to like it, but something I can change. I was going to go through a whole timeline with you guys about how many times I moved, but I don't think that's really relevant. I think what I want to talk about is just my relationship with my parents, um, why it's so bad, and why things will never be good, because I don't think I can ever forgive them. And every try, I try to forgive them and try to patch things up and try to start a new relationship with them. Shit always happens, and I'll get to that. I'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. Um, I was super close with my mom. I was a mama's girl, I think. Um. I never really knew how to have a relationship with my father. Um, I mean, he was physically there, but he wasn't there for us. He didn't really know how to be. Uh, he was more there for his booze in the bottle. Um, both of my parents were alcoholics. I mean, I didn't always start out with both of them being alcoholics. I just started out with my dad. And when my dad was drinking, he was very abusive, always fighting, either picking a fight with my mother or uh, he really liked to take things out on my older brother. He didn't really believe in hitting his girls because, you know, they were girls. So my brother got most of the heat. Um, and as for my mom, as uh, years went on and the more abuse she got the more she became an alcoholic and uh, having one alcoholic parent was a lot but having two is a fucking handful I tell you Um, especially when they're not there to be a parent someone has to step up and uh Do what parents are supposed to do. Clean. Cook for yourselves. Do your own homework while helping your little siblings to do their homework. Or just anything, really. My brother ended up leaving at a really young age. Uh, He was kicked out at the age of 14. He would come home every now and then, but he was mostly running with his friends on the streets. Um, he was a really, he had a really hard life. 
Um, he's practically gone by the age of 16. He stopped living with us. And then there was just me and my little sister. And since he left the house, most of the heat went off of him and uh, came straight on to me. Um, my mom and dad were always on and off. Uh, my mom was either moving away from my dad or to my dad. So you can say I was raised to be an army wife. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, I really don't mind the army life, moving around and everything. My uh, parents actually taught me well, you know, moving around my whole life. Um, so my dad was in and out or in our lives. Um, It's hard to say that things was better or worse when we were away from him. Um, it was a little bit of both. If we were away from him, that means I only had to deal with one alcoholic parent. But on the other hand, I feel like my mom sometimes was the worst. Um, she really had it out for me. Uh, I mean, she really had it out for both me and my sister, but whenever she'd get drunk, she'd get angry and abusive like my dad did and always picking a fight. Me and my sister say that, uh, joking aroundly that, you know, which we were always in fight mode, you know, we were always prepared for a fight. And even now, as grown women living with our own significant others, we're still in fight mode. And um, we don't know how to get out of it. And it's kind of sad to say that. But back to the main point is that, um, yeah, she would throw things at us. Um, dishes threatened to throw pots or pans at her faces if we laughed because she either did a stupid gesture or said something pretty stupid. <laughs> um, you know how drunk people are. They seem to overreact or exaggerate doing a hand motion and it just comes off as funny. Um, so things were never easy growing up with either one. The last time I saw my mom was uh, when I was 16 years old. We were living uh, in Maine in 2011 and I was, I'm sorry, uh, 2010. I was actually finishing up my, uh, I was mid-junior year and she said, hey, let's move to Florida. I, at the time, did not want to go because uh, I had some really great friends where I was and I really loved the school where I was going to. And I think I was just done moving around and going from 
one place to another, either to my dad or away from my dad. And at that point, she was going back to my dad. And I had enough, and I said no. And I thought me saying no would make her not want to go. But she still went. Um, I ended up being left with uh, my best friend from high school and her family and actually ended up staying also part-time with my two high school English teachers. Things weren't easy. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would live with any of my high school teachers, but I did. and. Granted, on paper, they weren't really my foster parents, but to me, they were because they were parenting me and weren't really my parents. Eventually, it got to the point where it was too much staying with my best friend. Um, living with her and going to school with her it was just too much seeing each other, and it ended up causing problems, so... I ended up living with an elementary school teacher and then my two high school English teachers. So I ended up having two sets of foster parents. Um, ever since my mom moved to Florida, I haven't really talked to her. Um, I only talked to her for a little bit because she took my little sister and my little sister and I are extremely close. We're still very close to this day. I would take a bullet for her. That's how much I love her. I mean, this may sound sad, but I raised her, or helped her raise her. I stayed in a house that was abusing me emotionally, mentally, physically, verbally, because I knew if I left, all of that shit will just go on to her like it did with me when my brother left and I didn't want that to happen. But I became selfish and I chose me and stayed. And I just watched her be dragged to Florida. Which was the worst thing my mom could ever do. My mom got down to Florida, turned out my dad had a girlfriend, and they weren't getting back together. So they ended up living in a hotel, and uh, things were just not going good for either both of them. Uh, it got to the point where things were so bad, uh, my mom started partying, meeting the wrong men, and getting into drugs and drinking where my sister ended up living with my father and his, the evil girlfriend. Um, ever since then, my mom was going downhill, getting into more drugs, heavier drugs, drugs that I don't know about, but know enough that if I see her today, I know it's not my mom. She's just so skinny. You can she looks like a skeleton, a walking skeleton, and it breaks my heart. 
since um since she got into drugs and uh, in with the wrong crowd and my sister was no longer living with her she ended up being homeless and her boyfriend was also homeless and her boyfriend wasn't good for her he was beating the shit out of her sending her to the hospital with a split head sending her to the hospital with a broken rib or bruises and that went on for years until I want to say two years ago maybe a year ago I think Last time I saw my mom was in 2016, because I had to go all the way to Florida to uh, pick up my car. And she refused for me to go by myself uh, to drive up from Florida to Maine. Um, So she came with me, and that was one of the craziest car rides of my life. Um... There's a couple times she threatened to jump out because we'd get an argument about uh, an old childhood memory. I don't know how it was brought up, but it just, it did. Um, Not long after that, I blocked her out of my life again. But, please, please, I made sure she got to Florida before I did that. I bought her a bus ticket, had her go to Florida, and after that, I cut ties again. Um, and then I recently ended up talking to her two weeks ago, and I ended up seeing a recent picture of her going back to her looking like a walking skeleton, and, um, my sister and I started talking about her. My sister told me that, uh, she was in the hospital recently for liver failure, um, She's also looking jaundice, and that uh, this could possibly kill her. Um, what ended up happening is uh, she took too much Advil for her back, and she didn't realize how much she was taking, and she damaged her liver. Um, it just got me so sad. And especially seeing the picture and remembering how my mom used to look like. Remembering just the old her. I just, I couldn't recognize who the woman was in the picture. Her beautiful Native American cheekbones were just... looked so different. Her smile was not her smile anymore. Her eyes, even if she did smile, you could not see the happiness in her eyes. It was just full of pain, sadness. She just looked lost and I put everything she did to me aside. I put everything she said to me aside. I mean, You just won't believe some of the shit she used to say to me. Like, I 
don't think you guys understand how terrible of a mother she was. And I don't think I want to really air how much of a terrible mother she was. Because maybe I'm not ready. Or maybe you guys don't really need to know that. And... I don't know, but... I put it all aside, and I made a fundraiser. I told people that me and my husband just moved to New York, and money's really tight, and we can't really buy her a plane ticket. And we were raising money to buy her a plane ticket, a bed, some clothes, and any, any other items she needed, along with her vital records. Because this woman didn't have an ID, didn't have her social security, didn't have a birth certificate. So I made it my goal, my responsibility to take this woman in and to build her up to be a person again, to make her feel like a person again, because I didn't want to see her die on the streets. She didn't deserve to die on the streets. And I thought maybe if I helped her, maybe we can get a third, fourth, fifth, I can't remember how many chances I already given her before. Whatever number we were on, I thought maybe we can have another chance and build a relationship so she can be a part of my kid's life. And I raised $515, and I bought her a plane ticket, and I bought her a bed, and I got her her birth certificate, and I was working on her social security, and my husband was against it at first, doing all of it. He said, baby, she's going to disappoint you in the end. She's going to do something. And you're just going to be disappointed and hurt. And I don't want to see you go through that. Now, I knew he was somewhat right. Because that's what my gut was telling me. But my heart was also telling me, like, just do it. Just do it. Because maybe she can change this time. Maybe I'll get my mom back again. How awesome would that be to get my mom back again? Not only for myself, but for my little sister, but for my brother, but for my aunt and my other aunts and uncles who don't want to see their sister like that. And it took me a week to convince her to come. She was supposed to fly out Thursday. And she ended up missing her flight. She said there was eight people ahead of her that had no ID to fly. And she missed it by 20 minutes or 10 minutes. I can't remember what she said. But, but just by 20 minutes tops. Says, okay, fine. Let's try again. The airline was so nice enough to give us another ticket without without us buying another one. So they're like, okay, 
We have one booked for Sunday, the, uh, October 14th. You're going to arrive in New York at 10.54. I said, okay, all right, same time. All right, cool. I had one of our childhood friend's mother going to drive her to the airport, was going to let her sleep in her house so she can have a good night's sleep in a house, showered in the morning, and going to get ready to be on the plane. And my mom calls me on Saturday and says, hey, I don't want to be picked up tonight. Is it possible so I can be picked up on Sunday? Because there's a party that's going to be thrown for me and I want to go. And I was like, mom, that's cool. They're throwing you a go away party, but you already missed your first flight. I don't think having a party right now is a good idea. And she just completely fucking flipped. And she completely fucking lost it because I told her no. She said, I shouldn't be having this conversation with my daughter about what I want to do. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but we already have a plan set up. You're supposed to be picked up at 4 p.m. tonight. So you can go and have a good night's sleep because you have to be at the airport at 4 a.m. Because you board at 7.40 in the morning. She's like, 4 a.m.? I was like, yeah. There's, you have to go through extra security? I want to make sure you get through extra security and that you don't miss your flight so you can come home. And here I was. Being as nicely as I could with how much fucking stress it was trying to get her to come home for two weeks. And she goes, you're trying to dictate my life? I'm not even there and you're already trying to dictate my life? How else are you going to dictate my life? I'm not even there yet. She's like, I'd rather be homeless and have my daughter tell me what to do. And she hung up. I called back. I was like, what the fuck? I called back. No answer. Called back. No answer. Called back. No answer. And you guys, getting a hold of her was the real bitch. She does not have a cell phone. She pawned it off to another homeless woman. So I had to have people hunt her down so I can have her use their phone. Or she'd call me on another homeless person's phone. So, at the time, she called me on another homeless person's phone, so here I am, blowing up this other homeless dude's phone. She answers. She goes, what? She's like, I'm not coming. Just fucking forget about it. And hung up again. And I keep calling, and calling, and calling, and nothing. The money I spent on the ticket was just... gone. That's it. I told her no, she couldn't party because I'd rather make sure she comes home. That's it. All the time and energy I put into fundraising and making sure that her story was heard and shared and, you know, that I was able to get her a bed in time and, you know, my husband's off in the field so I'm doing this all by myself and, you know, trying to also get ready for my first day of work that happened on the 15th on Monday that following Monday and 
I just immediately just started bawling my eyes. How could she do this to me? How could she do this to my sister? How could she do this to her family? How could she give us false hope, saying that she would get off the streets, that she would sober up, and that she would get her fucking life together? She could not get her life together for her kids because she'd rather party, and that's what broke my heart. Even though I forgave her for everything she did to me, and what she said, and what she did to my sister, just because I wanted to help her, and just because I wanted to see her do better. And that's how I know things will never get better between me and her. And things will never be better between my father and I either because he walked out and he's never come back. And I've never pictured him coming back. But I always hoped for my mom too. And now she's not even coming back. So, that's my story. That's my bad relationship with my parents and how it affects me. Even though I had such a shitty upbringing, it still doesn't make me into a shitty person. I like to believe I have a big heart and I'd help anyone or any animal out there who needs it. And, um, for any of you who have homeless parents and have gone through what I've gone through, I'm sorry that you have. How did you deal with it? Are you going to give them another shot? Should I give my mother another shot? That's another question that I'm getting hounded by multiple friends and family. Hey, you should give your mom another shot. You should try to get her up here again. The thing is, I don't know if I want to. Charity gave me false hope before, and I don't want to fall for it again. Thanks guys for tuning in and listening. I hope this story wasn't too depressing, or I hope you were able to keep up with my story. I know I kind of jumped quite a in multiple places. Um, I just wanted to be real and just pretty much spoke my heart. Um, I'll see you guys next podcast. I'm not sure what the third podcast will be about. I think I'm going to make it something a little happier since this one was a little sad. Um, Maybe video gaming. What system do you have? Are you an Xbox person? A PS4 person? What kind of games do you like? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Chinchilla out. <laughs>